Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep the spirit of Christmas alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. And I'm Anthony. Merry Christmas Eve Eve, guys. Oh my gosh. Yeah, if you're listening to this on drop day, it is almost Christmas. Don't they call this Christmas Adam? Christmas no Adam, clue. Christmas Eve, and then it's it's Christmas Tib Eve. it's Tibbs Eve in Newfoundland where Sarah's from. Tibsy? Tibbs Eve, but it comes from Tibbs Tipsy. Eve. It's basically an excuse to get know, wasted. Get wasted, yeah. Before <laughs> Christmas Eve of vacation, you know. <laughs> well Okay, so you remember when we did our episode on Sabrina and there's Gryla and the Yule lads in it? Yes. Yes. Listen to an awesome podcast about Gryla and the Yule Lads. Uh, was it Weird recently. Christmas? No, it was not. Oh. But I did hear it on there too. This yep. was like a, uh, I'll have to look it up and I'll put it, uh, I'll send it to y'all. But it was amazing. Um, do you know Gryla's actual origins? No. Gryla goes back to the 13th century in Iceland. And she was a giantess, ogreous woman who would beat children for asking to eat meat during Lent. That's when I've decided Christianity is that's when I decided Christianity's gotten too easy. And I'm giving <laughs> that Gryla. So I'm, uh, walk through, I'm just gonna walk through McDonald's hitting kids eating chicken nuggets all day. Oh my god. Speaking of weird uh Santa <laughs> figures, you saw the antagonist in the Christmas Chronicles 2 is gonna be Belschnickel, right? <gasps> no. Oh no yeah. Oh my gosh, if they get if they, they got they released they released that picture of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn as Mr. I saw that. Claus. Yeah, and then if you click the article on Reddit, which I know you do not always <laughs> do, Julia, I rarely do, rarely do that. It, it explained <laughs> the plot. The kids come back because they have to help Santa unless they're helping defeating Belschnickel. And then oh reveal the actor is playing Belschnickel, but it's somebody really young. I don't know. I don't know. It's not Rain Wilson. No, it's not Dwight because I would it's really not, love Dwight. That would have been amazing. Dwight versus Kurt my Russell. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was excited about it already. Now I'm really excited about it. I am nigh. <laughs> <laughs> and how many times do you check that list? Once? <laughs> no, twice. <laughs> so you make a list you check it twice you try to find out who's impish or admirable <laughs> oh i need to pull oh, some goodness. office christmas episodes before tomorrow night i got to you should 
<laughs> before tomorrow night. What's tomorrow night? Tomorrow night's Christmas Eve. Oh, yes. Did you yes, forget? Yes, it's yes, gone by so fast. It has. It just, it feels like it's still like a week and a day before Christmas, but I guess that's not. <laughs> yeah. So the late Thanksgiving is absolutely killing me. Have it again next year. Is Did it we really? really? Mm-hmm. No. I think so. uh, no. Yeah, I can't we were talking before you hopped year. on, Tom. We think that's why Christmas feels like it snuck up this year and came really quick. It's yeah, it is me. a different. It's different than a normal year where it feels like the time is going by too fast. Like it legit feels like it snuck up. We were deprived a week. So it's not just that the season is flying by. It's like, no, it snuck up. What's he laughing at? So what are you laughing at? If, if you, like me, use a VPN, and I'm randomly connected to a VPN in Toronto right now, and you search Thanksgiving 2020, it pulls up Canadian Thanksgiving. Oh, oh. So October 7th or something? 12th, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's Thursday, November 26th next year. Dang it all. Uh, I can't do that again. I can't do this again. Don't let me do this again. And next year is a long year too. I keep reminding y'all. But yeah, thanks for telling us about that extra day. On Can you Cayete La Boca? <laughs> <laughs> so I visited the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree over the weekend. You <gasps> saw oh, yeah? pictures. Thank you for posting those. It, it was pouring rain, but it meant I could get closer to the tree than usual without the crowds. And you couldn't really see the rain in the pictures, even though I looked wet. So win-win. And but you had your jacket on and you look pretty dry under that jacket. That jacket is amazing <laughs> at keeping the water out. It really is. And the wind. That's insane. And the wind. <laughs> like, seriously, took it off, bone dry beneath it. And it dries really quickly, too. It does. It's it magic. does. And then the next day, we went to the Bronx Zoo Holiday Light Show. And again, it was raining. Did you but- see Alex? From uh, from that movie with the animals. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the uh, one. <laughs> I did not see Alex or Private or any of them. I wish I did. But but uh, yeah, it was nice. Then I went out with my cousins for a few drinks after, mm-hmm. and then uh, don't remember how I got home or waking up fully clothed in bed the next morning. Oh <laughs> Sounds like fun was had by all. It was. <laughs> Sometimes fun needs to be had to remind you why you don't have fun like that every week. <laughs> you can't do these. You, you can't do this in your advanced years, Anthony. I know. I was a, you beat me to it. I was about to say, can't do it in my 30s. I no learned chance. my lesson this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, Tom, Sunday when I was editing the episode... Hung over, I was thinking to myself, uh, Tom's voice is even more grating than normal. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so I'm, I'm joking. Wow. I, I'm joking. Wow. I, I love you, Tom. You know, that. I came in here trying to be nice and full of Christmas spirit, and now I feel like I'm just getting. <laughs> Did you see? I mean, treated... you know what? I don't think anybody in this country has been treated as poorly as me. This, I, the, the Salem. <laughs> The witches of the Salem witch trials got treated better than I did. <laughs> did. Did you see the comment? By the way, Disco's comment made me laugh on Reddit in reply to your 
I had a lot of fun recording this episode. I love my co-hosts. And I said right back at you, and Disco was like, it must be Christmas if you two are playing nice (laughs) or whatever you said. (laughs) Well, I don't think we're going to be playing nice tonight. I don't. I think I've got a feeling Anthony's not going to like a movie that I like a great deal. Yeah. And that movie you're talking about is the 1954 classic musical White Christmas, which gives us the song uh, White White Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) I was trying to think of a better way to say it. I'm tired, y'all. I've been up since three. Oh, I I I thought you were literally doing that as a joke. I didn't think you actually (laughs) forgot the name of it for three. I didn't think of the name of it. I was just trying to think of a uh, a way to say like the, the namesake of the movie or something. I don't know. So, just uh, uh, to wrap Wait, things Debra, up, I need to correct you. It was not this movie didn't give us Holiday Inn. There you go, Holiday Inn, which was the same exact movie just redone <laughs> with a different name to go along with the song. Words matter. <laughs> Ugh, okay, so, so, okay, so this is the remake, very quick remake of Holiday Inn. And uh, let's go through, let's talk about what this movie's about, y'all. Singing duo Bob Wallace and Phil Davis join the sister act of Betty and Judy Haynes to perform a Christmas show in rural Vermont. There, they run into General Waverly, the boys' commander in World War II, who, they learn, is having financial difficulties. His quaint country inn is failing. So what's the force them to do but plan a Yuletide miracle, a fun-filled musical extravaganza that's sure to put Waverly and his business in the black. Put Waverly in the black? Mm. I love that. Oh my gosh, stop. I don't, I don't love that description, y'all, but that's what we're doing. I don't know. I felt the, I felt the description was pretty accurate. Anthony, why don't we go through our histories of this movie? Julia, you kick us off. Um, so this is one of those movies I don't remember a Christmas without. Um, my younger memories are just snippets, but you know, I, I watch it every year. Um, it's something special mom and I would always watch and get a big kick out of. Uh, we, we do the old musical thing. My dad, not as big of a fan. Um, and so I, I have so much love for this movie. I love it so much. What about you, Tom? I love this movie as well. I love it deeply. It was uh, a movie I grew up with. My grandparents loved it. They passed on the love for me, uh, the love for it to me at a young age. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Debbie, you're up. Debbie. <laughs> Debbie Downer. Ha ha. Uh, I hate this movie. Not dislike. I hate this movie. In fact, I know I said I had my list of four that I didn't like. This is the one I dislike the most of the four. I find it boring. I find it overlong. And like the movie we're covering next week, it's a Christmas movie that doesn't have a lot to do with Christmas until the Christmassy ending. So, yeah. I do not watch this every year. I saw it for the first time as a child. See it sporadically through the years. But every time it comes on TV, I avoid this one. Except for when I had to watch it for this evening's recording. And I will say, when I watched it for this evening's recording, very easily distracted. I was texting, I was browsing social media, checking work emails. I just, I couldn't do it. Don't check work emails at home, dude. That's my philosophy, too. That's my philosophy. 
Yeah. That is my, that's my philosophy too, but I work remotely and get in a lot of trouble if I try that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm at home today. <laughs> All right. So let's just run through the, the credits to this movie. It's a, uh, it's going to be interesting because we have we have some pretty big names here, but they're all, um, well, they're all dead. I was going to say way old. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael Curtis is our director, and he's got some pretty big movies under his belt, like uh, Robin Hood, The Adventures of Robin Hood, um, The Comancheros, a little movie called Casablanca. Uh, Yankee Little Dandy. Um, yeah. He has a pretty illustrious uh, directing career that goes all the way back to 1912, which is just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, back when these directors used to churn movies out like three and four a year. Yeah. Yeah. What you're talking about? Seven movies in 1939. Yeah. That? We talked about during the Scrooge episode, too, like how these oh, older yeah. directors and actors just churned them out. Yep. Like in 1930, for example, he produced six movies. Yeah, it's insane. He directed six movies. That's insane. And they didn't make nearly as much as they do now. Mm-hmm. Our leading, well, half of our leading man duo is uh, Bing Crosby, the man with the voice that I wish I could have out of everybody. Um, mm-hmm. for sing, I wish I had his voice. I love it. It's one of my favorite voices in history. It is the sound of Christmas to me. Um, Mm-hmm. I just have to overlook the problematic aspects of his life. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. You just kind of have to turn a blind eye. What was he, I a dirtbag? Apparently he was really terrible to his children. He like, was very really? abusive. Physically, physically and, and emotionally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I had no idea. It was apparently horrible. He was in, I mean, he was in so many movies back in the day, like uh, mm-hmm. High Society, The Country Girl. Oh, I love High Society. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. A Connecticut and King, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Oh, I love I that love movie. That movie. That's one of my favorite old-time That's movies. That's a great movie. Another Christmas movie, The Bells of St. Mary's. Um, <laughs> plus, he had his own TV show where they did the. Um, they attempted to do a good mix with him and uh, David Bowie. Of the little drummer boy and peace on earth but um you'll if you'll remember that was done much better on the uh tis the podcast christmas <laughs> album <laughs> <laughs> oh man was it <laughs> in seriousness that cover i love that cover of that song yeah it's fun the Bing crosby one sorry guys i know exactly what you mean I was really kidding. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Danny K. Uh, just you mean Danny F and K? <laughs> yeah. As far as dancers go, this guy is unbelievable. Um, he was acting up until 1986, um, and did movies like On the Riviera, the George, the Court Jester. He was in um, his. Own, he had his own show, The Danny K Show, and then he had a guest appearances on. Things like uh, The Twilight Show, The Cosby Show, and then he played Geppetto. On- the Twilight Show? Is that what it's called? Or do you mean The Twilight Zone? 
It's called guest appearances on things like the Twilight Zone <laughs> and the Cosby <laughs> Show. Um, he was also in the the made for TV movie back in the seventies. Peter Peter Pan. He played Captain Hook. Uh, mm-hmm. He played Geppetto in the Pinocchio TV movie. But really, where he comes alive for me is when he dances. He's just an amazing dancer. Mm-hmm. Yes. What? Oh my gosh. Dude, you might not like the movie, but the guy has got some moves. No, he's no Fred Astaire. I don't know. I wouldn't. I would put him in. I'd put him in the same category. Yeah, I would too. Our more uptight sister of the sister duo is played by Rosemary Clooney, Mm -hmm. who uh, was in. She only has seventeen acting credits. I love her cover of uh, "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." She did a great job with that. She was on Frasier. Uh, she was also on ER. And yeah. So she and Bing Crosby passed away at the same age, 74. It's not very old. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. It was probably because all the snow at the end of this movie was asbestos. They probably. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. The snow it, used at the end of the film was asbestos. They were just pouring like, everywhere. Oh my God. Just like The Wizard of Oz, it's fine. Rosemary Clooney. Who uh, also her nephew is uh, Hollywood royalty, and plays and is not plays, but was uh, George Clooney also in ER. Mm-hmm. Yep. Vera Ellen. Yeah, I, w- I would like to correct your grammar. He is George Clooney. He's still alive. He was her nephew. She doesn't have a nephew anymore. She has no relation. She's a, he's still her nephew. Next up, we have Vera Ellen, who played Rosemary Clooney's sister, Judy Hayes. And she also is credited with 17 movies. It's assumed she had a lifelong eating disorder as well. You'll notice in the film, she's very, very, very thin. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit of interesting trivia for you. When she was growing up, she and Doris Day went to the same dance studio and their parents used to carpool. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. How about um, that? I don't really feel like anybody else is worth mentioning. Nope. Anthony. I was agreeing with you. So even when I agree with you, I get an Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the movie opens up during World War II where Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye are on the front lines and they're performing music. Mm -hmm. Um, They are sending off their beloved general, General Waverly. He's retiring at this point, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so they're sending him off with a big production and it's it's a it's a lot of fun. It's the music is good. Did you like this scene at all, Anthony? Or do you hate America and its troops? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, it's I I mean it wasn't the worst. I I just find this movie boring. The singing is very good. The I agree with you good. on and the, everything and the except one song. I think we're probably going to agree on the yeah. song. Yeah, and we yeah. probably will. So that was the uh, the old man that they started with. From this, what are their names in this? I want to call uh, them Bing and Danny. I do too. Because <laughs> they really weren't, I mean, let's be honest, they weren't really acting here. They were themselves. Right? No, yeah, yeah, they were totally themselves. Absolutely. Pretty stereotypical of movies at the time and part of the reason I find usually find them boring. I think um, yeah. Anthony with... Um, being perfectly honest, I think nostalgia plays a lot in my love for this movie. 
and how yes. much joy it brought my grandparents. And, and, and that I can absolutely understand. Nostalgia plays a powerful force for me in a lot of movies too. So I get it. Yeah. Um, I don't have because you don't have an across the board dislike for musicals. I love musicals or for old movies. I love old movies or for old musicals. Correct. Right. So I mean, it's like Marty hates them. Doesn't do them. I mean, so I just clarify that. I know most of our listeners probably know that because you talk about Broadway and all the stuff that you see and enjoy all the time. Just wanted to say. Yeah, no, I, it's just, it's just this one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so the way our, our, our dynamic duo get paired up, um, while they're performing, the Nazis start bombing. That's, all, that's, that's, that's the only way I can say it now. Thanks so much for that Brad Pitt. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen Inglorious? I have not seen it yet. Oh, okay. I do not like that movie. <laughs> he just keeps talking about Nazis. Nazis through the whole thing, right? Christoph Waltz is the best part of that film. But I don't like that. <laughs> so um, they, the, the Nazis start bombing, doing an aerial bombing run. And part of a dilapidated building is getting ready to fall onto Bob, who mm-hmm. is played uh, by Bing Crosby. And Phil throws himself, throws Bob out of the way and gets an arm injury. So that's a recurring theme throughout this. Phil is always trying to guilt Bob <laughs> because he saved his life. So they, re- they perform a duet. Bob feels like he has to do, he has to perform with Phil when they get back. But they end up creating this great duo that everybody loves. Um, mm-hmm. So they make it big. They're doing nightclubs. They're, they've got all these, these songs. We see them... Uh, open up and do that medley of uh, what is it? Heat wave. Let me sing. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy and blue skies while we're, while they're out, they end up running into these two sisters of an old army buddy of theirs who are the Haynes sisters, Judy and Betty. And Judy wants to, or Betty wants to use their connection, uh, their brother's connection with, with uh, Phil and Bob to jettison their own career. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, they agree. They go watch them perform, and they do this little routine that's really cute. Sisters, oh my gosh, um, love this! Did you like that number? That one was fun, right, Anthony? Sisters, was- sisters. sisters. <laughs> you can't watch it and not like Bob. I mean, because like I just I bob through that whole song. Oh my gosh, I love yeah. it. And their clothes are just so beautiful. And oh my gosh, I want to be one of them. <laughs> which one do you want to be? It's a question. I don't care which. Oh yeah, I want to be Rosemary because she's my absolute favorite in this movie. But. Uh, that I can agree with. Rosemary's my favorite character in this film. Mm-hmm. Really, it's for me. It's it's uh, Betty and Phil are my favorites. I find Judy and Bob really unlikable. And, yeah, and, yeah. Is is, is Betty she too and uptight Phil for are you? My favorite as well. Is what is she? Is she too uptight for you? Is that why? Yes, yes. I like the uptight characters, but Betty has more. Betty has so much more fun in this one. Yeah. And so does She's Phil. More real and. Yeah, and Phil, I just, I love Danny Kaye. He's hilarious. He cracks me up. He is really, really funny. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not I'm not, I'm not going to deny there's talent in this film. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going so after, to. I'm just going to say it was boring. <laughs> which is cardinal <laughs> sin number one for me. <laughs> after the, uh, the, 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 the ladies perform, they have to make a quick exit because they've got a disagreement with their landlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're they're he's got the sheriff after them so they take off and for whatever reason phil and bob decide that they are going to dress in drag 
and perform oh the gosh. sister's routine. And it's amazing. It is so good. It's Even so their funny. Their lip syncing is way <laughs> off, though. <laughs> yes, Which makes it even off. funnier. Oh, yeah. that just just distracts me when something's out of sync. It's well, but I think, I think it's supposed to be because the they'd only heard the song once. <laughs> <laughs> and they're laughing. It's like they're. It's like watching Horatio Sands and Jimmy Fallon on an episode of SNL when they start cracking up. It makes you laugh even harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're laughing by the end of it. It's so charming. It is. <laughs> I love it is. that scene. It cracks me up. Um, but it's, and I would agree with that completely, but we see Danny Kaye's lip, like, singing is off later when they're doing the song Snow as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, so Danny Kaye, so Phil gave the girls the ticket to the train and rosemary oh, dang it i'm gonna call them by their actor names just to let's just do that I, wait, be- well no i i was i yeah. was about to say how we do this with like almost every other movie why are we like yeah, we do. Beating I'm avoiding it now this one. so vera and danny k hit it off pretty immediately right um but mm-hmm. rosemary is like all business in the same way that bing is all business right like he's been running the group and you can tell rosemary really is in charge of the group on her side and so they clash at the beginning like hardcore and that's what i love about rosemary is she's not some like passover dumb blonde she's like she's a strong woman and she's got her opinions anyway so they start off on this total wrong foot turns out danny k gave them <laughs> their tickets to the train i can't remember if it was intentionally i'm pretty sure it was right it was Right. And so Bing's like, why'd you do that with the tickets? Anyway, they get on the train and the girls flock to them and they're like, oh my gosh, like you saved our lives. It's awesome. Thank you so much. So sweet. So kind. And Rosemary is all of a sudden like, okay. And she feels bad about the way that she acted initially because they did this nice thing for her. And so she starts to warm and obviously you want Rosemary and Bing to get together and Danny Kay and Vera who have already hit it off are like, yeah, we want them to get together because and then Bing needs no some s- healing in his life. And then there's no snow when they get to Pine Tree. We're not no snow skipping the snow song because I love snow. Snow, snow, snow. 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 I want to wash my hands, my hands, my hands in snow. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's so good. It makes me happy inside. It's a light, bouncy song, and they're all singing together. And I love old movies when instead of dialogue, they just sing to each other's faces. And it makes Marty furious. <laughs> He's like, why are they not talking and they're singing? This is not real life. That, that's what, like, Sarah, that's be what real Sarah's life. like with musicals, too. Like, it takes a rare <laughs> musical for her to actually, like, really like. Otherwise, so she's Anthony, like, they should just be talking. <laughs> so, Anthony, what that means you need to do is when you're in public with Sarah, is just sing right into her face. <laughs> <laughs> you can change this, Anthony. You that, can fix- that, that will not annoy her. And as the listeners know, I had the voice of an angel. So <laughs> Yes. I know. That's why I think it would be a wonderful treat for her. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're on this train and they're headed to their old, is it Pine Commander? Tree. They don't know this yet, though. Oh, that's right. They don't know he's there. They don't know that they're headed. They're headed to Vermont, where there's a ton of snow, which is what you should be surrounded by at Christmas time. Obviously, I want to wash my hair. I know. I can't get it out of my head. 
I, I all day. It's either been sisters or it's been snow all day long. Um, Isn't that crazy that it's not white Christmas? I no, it's not. <laughs> it's snow or sisters. It is. For me. It is. It's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> so they get to Vermont and it is about. It's as hot as Florida. They said, and there's not a drop bit of snow. So they check into their place where they're staying and they're going to be performing and. Oh my gosh, who runs the inn but their old commander, who they were very fond of. General Waverly. What a surprise. What a coincidence. It's like a Christmas miracle. It really is, isn't it, Anthony? It is. It was nice. It was, it was, it was nice. (laughs) So he runs this inn and he's put all of his savings and stuff in it. This is what he did when he retired from the war. And as a result of this no snow business, business has been down and it's super sad. And the housekeeper's even like, you don't need to stay here. You can't perform. There's nobody to perform to. Things suck. Oh my gosh. And so they decide because they're so fond of their commander to continue to stay there and perform and to try and bring in some business, right? They're trying to help this guy out. It's it's Mm -hmm. the start of a Linus moment. It's all happening. It's all happening. It is. (laughs) And I'm I'm sure I've skipped a few music numbers here. Well, the next one is Count Your Blessings, right? And it was oh, an yeah. Amazing one. This is probably my favorite number. That is amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. They do that oh, so well. Oh, his voice is just, it's butter. I mean, it's just like pure. Yeah, so Rosemary and Vera are trying to go to sleep at night. And, um, you know, Rosemary and Bing have been, you know, dancing around each other, both literally and figuratively. And they, <laughs> they... Rosemary can't sleep, and so Vera's like, why don't you go get something to eat? And of course, her and Danny Kay are orchestrating most of the stuff in the background, trying to get them together because they, they want to see them together. And so Rosemary gets up, and she can't sleep, and she sees Bing, and so he ends up singing Count Your Blessings. Um, when I yeah, what's the actual I name can't of it? Sleep. Order. Count Your Blessings Count instead, of instead of She. Blessings instead of She. That's so good. I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> it's funny because he's a Welshman. <laughs> okay. So count your... <laughs> so is this your, your favorite blood. song? This is my favorite song in the film. And this is okay. this one Holiday in an Oscar the, for Best Original Song in 1942. And uh, it won the Oscar for this film in the same category. That feels a little like cheating. Twelve years later, that's cheating. We call that double dipping. Yes, and it is generally frowned upon. It is very much so in my house. But it should definitely have won at least once. So I'm glad it won once. (laughs) In all fairness, I don't know any other songs from the year it was nominated. So (laughs) this is probably a yep. I can't really Um, complain too much, I guess. I believe it is after this song that they first kiss. And it's one of those just great 50s kisses like that I love because I love these old movies and they're so romantic to me. And I get all the feels and everything is warm and fuzzy. And so Rosemary and Bing are together. Danny Kaye and Vera are together. And they start. All is well in the world. All is well in the world. And they're bringing the big old show to this Vermont Inn. They're doing it all up. And so it's at this point we take a left turn (laughs) into music number that is questionable. Questionable? 
It's the worst one by far in this film. It's out of place for sure. The theater. They're trying to do something avant-garde in this, and it's just there's no room for it, right? Yeah, no. Totally out of place. There's There's some cute little Danny Kaye moments in it, but yeah, it should have just been removed. They could cut this song and the movie loses nothing. Yeah, it doesn't. It it saves a lot of time because the song is ridiculously long. Yeah, it is. It is the longest one. It's the longest song they have, and it has no purpose. Well, the only purpose would be showcasing their dance skills because there's some pretty mad Vera Allen tap dancing in this one where her leg is like literally flying faster than the speed of light. <laughs> so, By the way, they- her legs have always made me extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Like they- the way they move, they flail about as if independent from her body. They, it, it's her legs i picture <laughs> when reading harry potter when they use that one spell that makes the legs go crazy like the tap dancing yes. it's her legs i picture yes. i was gonna make the same michael flatley lord of the dance <laughs> reference julia so i'm glad you beat me to it <laughs> that her i mean she is a phenomenal dancer and i really i like watching her dance but her legs make me uncomfortable <laughs> can't never be able to explain it other than oh there her legs that's a normal are. human reaction Okay, all right. Someone's legs move in ways that the human body is not made to move. Yes, good to know. Um, I will say to Anthony's credit, it is about, it's in between snow and white Christmas that I always sit back and start to question, is this a Christmas movie? (laughs) No, oh, not I if I'm going to finish it, because I can stick okay. through this one. I mean, there are slow parts, but it is at those moments I'm like, is it really a Christmas movie or is it just a movie set at Christmas? But then White Christmas comes back on and I'm like, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I mean, like, duh, <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. So I get that, Anthony. Um, you oh, need to stop fair. answering your work emails. I can see the glow of the computer screen on your... You're straight up doing work emails. You've got guilt all over your face. He's doing it right now. Listeners, hate mail to Anthony for doing I'm work not. emails. He is. He's I'm doing not. it. So first of all, before we move on to your question, Julia, about... Right. Or I just want to go back to something you said about to showcase their dancing and choreography. That's the point, right? right? You're telling me they right. can come up with something, a better song or found they somewhere probably else could in have. this film. Like, I feel like that's a weak excuse to have this song in the film to showcase their dancing. They could definitely come up with something better. Right. No, uh, I, I, think, I don't disagree with that, but I think that's I think, it's one purpose but <laughs> from my point of view. I think they're trying to, in, I think they're trying to engage the beat mix. You think so? It feels out of place and kind of like how we try to, you know, engage the hipsters and so much stuff now. No, I really don't. Yeah. I don't know why they did it. It makes no sense to me. There's no, but, there's no rhyme or reason. But so you said between snow and white Christmas, that's when you start questioning whether is is this a Christmas movie or not? Yeah, the big the big holiday musical number they do right before choreography um, feels Christmassy as well. But it is. I, I start to lose, right, my Christmas I, I, bearings between those two songs. Well, that's my thing. I think it's more set yeah. at Christmas than a Christmas film. Yeah. I, I, I still stick with the – I'm still going to say that it's a Christmas movie when we get to the end of the episode and we ask that question. Um, but, but it's I think not as hard-line defined no. as some other. So we have the general who's 
really enjoying, he's enjoying all of the, the show. And so in the, in the background, Bing and Danny are working on how to get massive amounts of people to this inn, Right. And Bing has a connection. It's a guy on TV that's similar to, um, what's the Beatles guy? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh. Similar to like a Johnny Carson. I was thinking Ed Sullivan cause his name is something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, but he knows this guy and he's like, I have a great idea. How about I go on the show because I know this guy and I plug the in and we get a bunch of people there specifically his whole troop, not troop, his whole, uh, crew from the war. I'm not using the right word. And it would really change, you know, it would it'd be really good for him. It's this cool thing we can do for him. And so Rosemary Clooney in standard Hallmark fashion overhears the wrong part. Oh no, the maid <laughs> overhears the wrong part of a conversation, takes it the absolute wrong way, uh, takes it to mean that Bing Crosby's trying to profit himself off of this. And um, much to the shame of the general, she thinks she tells Rosemary Clooney about it and Rosemary Clooney gets all in a stink and she's like, everything is a lie. And I don't, I don't even know why I was into you to begin with. And so Rosemary takes off and she does this also music number. I've never been a fan of where she's like, I don't trust love and um, love. You didn't do right by me. Um, Never my favorite one. I mean, I guess it's definitely her expressing the betrayal that she felt, but I mean, I like get that, that they've, they've known these guys for just a couple of days. I can see how you would throw it all in and give up on love because of this guy you met a few days ago. Right. Like, well, like Julie said, very Hallmark movie-esque scene. It's very Hallmark. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, Try to create that comedy of errors and misinterpretation, misunderstanding, right? Right. But here's the thing. So if we didn't have that moment, we wouldn't have the moment where Rosemary Clooney actually realizes he's doing this for the absolute right reason. So Bing Crosby goes on the show and you see him stand up on stage and he's like, look, I've got this amazing general, all of you guys in troop number, blah, 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 blah. I want you to completely show up on this day at this time and all of this stuff. And you can see her face. It's a tight shot that pans into her face real slowly. And you can like see her change from like, super bitter to like, holy crap, this guy's in it for the right reasons. And I'm in love again. And that makes me it was a, it was a, happy. It was a very nice piece of acting. It always impresses me when actors or actresses can convey everything on their face, just like facial tics. Yeah. We were talking about that in Scrooge last week, but yeah, it really does. That's more effective for me than like, it's the show, not tell, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to right. show and not tell. Right. Um, and a part I skipped over was Danny Kay and Vera's um, plot to, to get them together, right, was for him to propose to Vera, and, and it backfired on him, and that whole thing kind of went to pot a little bit. Um, but Rosemary, at that point, is a little upset, both at Bing, and I think she feels left out because all this good stuff is happening to her sister, and she feels like, you know, love did her wrong, right? So anyway, Rosemary has a change of heart. She goes back to the inn. The whole troop shows up at the inn. And that's when you have this great number. Gee, I wish I was back in the army. Gee, no. I wish I was back well, in the army. Well, what can you do? Yeah, or, what can you do with a general? And then, gee, I wish I was back in the army. It was the, yeah. Not the a fan man. of these songs. <laughs> oh, the gee, I wish I was back in the you army. Don't like so these? much fun. I yeah, I think these are fun. And I love, I love when they're all lined up. 
and the general walks through and he tells them how they look like a bunch of scallywags. And, and then he turns around and he said, it's like the best thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, Oh, it makes me so happy. I love and that part. That's a fist in the air moment. It is. It is. And, and, it and listeners, happy, happy. Julia literally just threw her fists in the air. <laughs> I love it. Like she so just much. don't care. That's right. Um, and then you, I mean, you just know that the, that the inn is saved because it starts to snow, obviously, because it's Christmas magic. It's and bringing it all tiny, back to Christmas here. This tiny little single house inn now has hundreds and hundreds of military, former military men with their army, army guys with their wives. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're all sleeping, and I don't know how any of that works. <laughs> Logistics, who cares? <laughs> And then we get the beautiful on the cover of the TV, on the cover of the case scene with White Christmas, where they're in these beautiful red dresses with the white fur and they're singing White Christmas. And it just makes me happy. And it's a beautiful finale to the film. It is a beautiful finale. It really is. And everybody ends up happy. So I'm reading and it says that White Christmas won an Oscar for Best Original Song in 1942, and then Count Your Blessings earned it for this movie. Tom, as much as it pains me to say, you were correct. Yeah, that's what, well, I wasn't. Wikipedia was. (laughs) But it's still pretty darn impressive. Um, But White Christmas is by far the the, the biggest impact this movie has on Christmas culture, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been covered how many times? <laughs> Who does your favorite version of White Christmas? I don't know. That's hard because this one, there's lots of versions I like, actually. Unlike some some songs where... I, I like the flavor. Drifters, White Christmas. Oh, I like For me, it's one. Bing Crosby 100% or Elvis. But White Christmas is one of those Christmas songs that most of the covers are pretty good. It's hard to screw this one. It is, yeah. it is. Watch out, world. I'm going to try. You already You're did. That's right. That was our opening number in, uh, <laughs> in our soundtrack. And if you haven't downloaded our soundtrack, join Patreon. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> What's your favorite song from the movie, Tom? If you had to pick one. Sophie's choice, I get it, but like if you have to pick one. I can't. Yes. So you can't kind of pick one? T- White Christmas, obviously, I love. Yeah. But I also really like the the way that all four characters play off of each other for snow. Yeah. Um, and then Bill Bill Crosby. Bing Crosby singing Count Your Blessings. <laughs> 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 Both, both play such very. This would be a very different movie. <laughs> well, yeah, it would, it would. But uh, we, I we love Jerry Pudding Pops. We have very similar. Uh, we have very similar personalities outside of of off camera, right? Oh gosh, oh, yeah. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. What's your favorite number, Julia? I think Sisters is my favorite of all of them. Sisters, sisters. <laughs> Mine's count your blessings. Count your blessings. Also Man, a winner. This, just talking about this movie has me singing. Yeah, it's re- it's on. Is it in your Christmas canon music? Christmas music canon. Yeah, all of them. Hundred percent. 
Uh, really just white Christmas and snow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I throw, I throw sisters in my Christmas stuff, even though it's not a Christmassy song because the whole movie evokes Christmas to me. Um, so did you see G.J. Davila's uh, yes. comment about white Christmas? It's a good comment and it's a total legit comment where he can have it. It's a great, it's a great movie to fall asleep to. And I can get both sides of that where like bored to tears fall asleep because I totally get that people do that, whether I do or not. But I also see that it is a movie that can just totally lull you into that very contented slumber. And it's a great movie for the background, probably so, because of songs. Oh. Th this one can put me to sleep from boredom, but I get what he means. Like uh, an example of one that lulls me to sleep in a nice, contented way is the Christmas, a Peanuts, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Right. That one's very nice to fall asleep to. Mm-hmm. Very pleasant. Yep. I like he he's, he said, uh, Jerry said, choreography is out of place and interrupts the pl the pacing. It is great, however, to see Bing Crosby tap, tap dance with Danny effing K. <laughs> so I, I mentioned earlier, Danny K is not as good a dancer to me as Fred Astaire. Danny Kay, mm -hmm. just reading this on Wikipedia, Danny Kay was not the first choice for the role. Fred Astaire was. How about that? I don't think Fred Astaire would have had the same quirk, yeah, as Danny Kay. Like, Fred Astaire could be quirky, for sure, but I don't think it'd be the same quirk. Like, I liked all the scenes where there'd be a cute girl and Danny Kay would walk into the scene and he'd just stare straight at the girl. And it would always make me laugh. Because, like, you could tell exactly what he was interested in. And Bing would be doing all the business stuff. And Danny would just be, like, looking at all the girls. And I always I always thought that was really funny. We had so many good dancers back then. You also had Jimmy Stewart. He yeah. was amazing. Mm -hmm. We'll be covering him soon. Yep. Well, next week. Yep. Yes, also, sadly, not the movie. And Gene, don't forget Gene Kelly. Oh, Gene Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I think Gene Carley takes the takes the the lead of all of those for me. To your favorite dancer, yeah, yeah, he's phenomenal. He's just magical when he dances. Mm -hmm. anyway. All right. Well, I think. Well, so I think it's a Christmas movie. I think there's a definite Linus moment in it, and I feel like that moment couldn't have been precipitated as well if it was not the Christmas season. Um, you think so too, Tom? Christmas I do. Movie. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And then Anthony, tell us your I, thoughts. I don't think it's a Christmas movie. I think it's a movie set at Christmas. Okay. I think I the... Think huh? I don't think you're a Christmas movie, Anthony. <laughs> do you think there's a Linus moment? <laughs> yes, but as okay. we've all no, agreed we totally... on before, the Linus yeah. moments can happen in non-Christmas movies. Yes, they can. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, because there, there was... Yeah, the Linus moment was effective. I think it would have been and felt more effective to me if it was an actual Christmas movie, if that makes sense, and not a movie set at Christmas. Mm -hmm. But apart from, you you nailed it, Julia. Apart from snow, like you, you start wondering whether or not it's a Christmas movie. That's when you can think of mm -hmm. whether or not it is between snow and white Christmas. Mm -hmm. You're 100% right. But I feel like, Two Christmassy scenes do not make a Christmas movie, in my opinion. Does not a Christmas movie make? Exactly. 
All right, let's rank that. this movie. All right, Anthony, do you have your number? No. Can I talk this out? Oh, yeah, you can totally talk it out. So I zoomed down my list. <laughs> like, scrolled, all, scrolled down to where I put Joyous Noel. And now I fear I rated Joyous Noel too high. <laughs> what? So, what? How is that possible? I you were going to say. How, what did you give Joyous Noel? I gave Joyous Noel. 5.5 was too high. Woof. As, as Tom reminded everyone during that episode, you rate Joyous Noel the same score as Will Ferrell's Daddy's Home <laughs> 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 Yeah. That's and rough. the Nine Lives of Christmas. But I well, right. full full disclosure. Nine Lives of Christmas would be higher if it had Christmas Christmas atmosphere. I'm just saying that. Yeah, it doesn't really. It was on the other day. Because my immediate thought, again, just talking this out, is I put this on the level, but I liked Joyous, but it probably has the same rewatchability for me. Oh, this is hard. This is very hard because this throws off my whole thing. All right, I have to, I have to, I have to interject here. The podcast follows a certain script, if you will. We have a, we have a progression of things we do on the podcast that we do every week before the end of the movie. Before we start pitching our Patreon and 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 hustling our social medias, we rank every movie, Anthony. You know it's coming at ten twenty at night on Tuesday. It is not a surprise what we're going to be doing. Yeah, every week. Every week. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> I'm so sorry in advance to both of you and to our listeners for making this uh, gloomy Christmas Eve Eve if you love this movie. I am going to give this the same thing. 3.9. 3.9. What else is 3.9 on your list? Yeah, like what's surrounding this one for you on your list? I will, I will tell you right now. Oh, Arthur Christmas, Julia. <laughs> what? Well, you know what? You know what? You're right. Scratch that. Give it a 4.1. I'd rather watch this than Arthur Christmas. You'd rather watch Family Man than this? Yes. Okay. Then that's where we're settled. I'm coming in at a solid 10. I've got it at a 9.4. Which gives that us a gives 7. it a 7.83. At number 15, between Love Actually slash Santa Claus the Movie and Krampus. That's a little low for me, but me top too. 15 bases. I'm fine with it being up in the top 15. I feel pretty confident it'll stay there for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. That's a safe bet. <laughs> so I took Ellie. Christmas shopping for Christine. This is, and Christine yeah. said, "Let her pick out whatever she wants that she thinks I'm going to like." So Christmas is going to be very interesting on Christmas morning because I did just that. We went to Retro Den, and Ellie picked out three gifts for Christine, and uh, it's going to be a very interesting Christmas morning. Oh my gosh, pictures! I showed I showed Christine's mom one of them, and she said, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so you heard us allude to this earlier in the episode, 
Julia had watched a lot of Seinfeld this week. If you are not already a Patreon, if you're not already a patron, head over to Patreon and you can hear our thoughts on all of the Christmas Seinfeld episodes. That's not going to be done by then. Oh. Okay. Keep when an is eye Festivus? Out. The 23rd. That's why I wanted our- to do it this week. Oh, but that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. So today is Festivus, guys. Oh, today is yeah, Festivus. Okay. I have a lot of uh, problems with you people. <laughs> oh, if we're going to start airing of grievances, it starts right here with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my Festivus poll up, though. Uh, so if you're a fan of Seinfeld, tune in uh, later this week. To help you between your in, during the twelve days of Christmas, we're giving you a bonus episode of Anthony. You want to announce it? I guess oh. I already did. Never mind. You already did. Like, there was no, there was no <laughs> expectation build up to that. The four Seinfeld Christmas episodes, which are all terrible, so boring. I realized though when I was watching these that it's it's this kind of depiction on TV that made me nervous about taking a subway the first time oh really <laughs> yes there wasn't was even worse. a subway in any of the episodes there's no but um what it kept running on one of them where jerry fell asleep on the subway and cosmo fought a guy for a seat on the subway and jerry fell on to somebody did you just then... let it run past one of the episodes it did and then i look up and there's a guy with no clothes on on the subway sitting across from jerry seinfeld and i didn't know what was going on oh, i've seen that before on the subway <laughs> Yeah, but that's not what subways are like, y'all. Uh, debatable. That's look, not what they're they, like ninety-eight percent of the time. They look they look better than those do too. Those look really uncomfortable. Those look very nineties. Julia, subways. if if we also talked about um, people commenting on our group and on our Reddit, how can people connect with us on those platforms? Well, we have a super easy way for you to get to all of our social media. So we have a presence right now on Twitter, Instagram. We have an awesome Facebook group. We're active on Reddit. Um, so there's an easy way for you to do that. All you have to do is go to tisthepodcast.com backslash Twitter backslash Reddit backslash Facebook group. Um, and it'll take you right to those groups where you can interact with us and chat, talk about previous episodes, throw some ideas out there for future episodes, tell us what you got for Christmas. Because, I mean, I want to know coming up in these next have, few days. Have our post-Christmas cathartic experiences together where we can yes. find peace. Shared experiences. Yep. I'm excited for them. We're really pretty active on there. Um, our amazing listeners are also very active on there. So uh, come visit with us. Way better than we are, actually. Yeah, way oh, better please. than we are. Mm-hmm. Please mention Seinfeld and we made a daddy's home to joke. And you mentioned Sabrina this episode too. And Miranda Otto was in that the three Will Ferrell, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Miranda Otto have a movie coming out called downhill, which don't think it's a Christmas movie, but it's a winter movie and on a family ski, it's a dark comedy and on a family ski trip, uh, after nearly escaping death during an avalanche, a couple is forced to reevaluate their marriage after the husband leaves <laughs> his family behind to escape the avalanche. <laughs> Wait, what? I couldn't understand what you were saying because you were giggling too hard. Is, is the dad Will Ferrell who leaves his family the behind? The dad's Will Ferrell and the mother's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. 
<laughs> um, oh my gosh. Yeah, a, fam- a, a couple's forced to re-examine their marriage after the father leaves them behind during that Is this a comedy? <laughs> it's a dark comedy it's being built as. Oh, it sounds gosh. very funny. <laughs> well, I mean, we both, both just laughed pretty hard at the premise. So, <laughs> <laughs> so downhill. <laughs> <laughs> on that note <laughs> on that note next week we will be covering <laughs> it's a wonderful life uh-huh. followed by and it Phil and won't be a wonderful life for us <laughs> it's not a wonderful life for us next week because we're post christmas next week i know christmas countdown's coming oh no we do have our next one we have we'll be doing nope that's it it's a wonderful life and then we're doing mystery and then we're starting we're going to cheer you all up with some TV Christmas episodes we're doing next year. We're doing Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is Julia's pick. I pick the Frasier Christmas episodes and Anthony oh, has picked blank. I picked blank. Oh, it is still blank, isn't it? You haven't decided, have you? I mean, if we don't end up doing Seinfeld, we'll do Seinfeld then. Why would we not end up doing I thought we were doing it tomorrow. Thursday. I can't. Th- I forgot I had tickets to Star Wars Thursday night. Oh, oh, wow. That's a big forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was. I, I forgot it was coming out this week. I so know. I don't actually have to finish watching the Seinfeld episodes this week. It's like a Christmas miracle until January. Oh, I am not awesome. unhappy about this. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, well, that means I probably have to watch them again. Oh, yo, I did start I'll Castle Rock. You did. I don't know Isn't how this is connected awesome? to what was going on, but the woman is freaking me out, man. <laughs> she is one Annie? of the creepiest things. Yeah, she is one of the creepiest things in the Stephen King universe yet. Yeah, she's such a good actress. Yep. I love the way she walks. Oh, she's so good. She's so good. Two days till Christmas. No weeks. No weeks. No more hours. Just the days hours. and the hours. Woo! Santa's coming. I'm excited. So, have a very Merry Christmas, all. Merry Christmas, everybody. We hope you have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby danced with Danny F and K. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to Yeah.